well, I had planned on spending a lot more time about the immediate Orange County setting. I hope we can, maybe we'll sort of throttle through this a little bit to anchor that community aspect here on the community radio platform. So to the trends in Orange County, you have told us, me in preparation for this interview, you're surprised that our numbers are what they are, that they are lower than you had thought they would be as far as May 8, 2020 is concerned. Why do you think they are lower than what you thought they'd be? Well, yeah, I mean, the or cases the orange, I mean, the Orange County numbers are, are endlessly fascinating. And every day I tweet yes. two tweets uh, about Orange County. The first is where I basically take a screenshot of the county health web, uh, web page mm -hmm. right. and I, I recapitulate what they've already done. And they, and, they, and they are making this public themselves. So I'm, I'm simply sort of filling in my Twitter followers about you know, what's happening right. locally to me and as kind of a case study in what's happening in, the, you know, in a California county or in an American county of 3 million people for people who are sort of following me from, from overseas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then I do another tweet where I sort of, that's more, less just recapitulation and more sort of analytical where I, where I try to highlight you know, one trend that I think is interesting about what's happening in Orange County right now. And so at first I was sort of very apprehensive about, you know, the pandemic is here and well, I, you know, I live in Orange County and uh, you know, we all live someplace and, and we're all concerned about, you know, what's happening where we live. And I was, I was just apprehensive that, you know, the pandemic was gonna come. And you know, what's really happened instead is we flattened the curve. We truly have flattened the curve. Orange County has 220 ICU beds, uh, plus or minus, uh, spread out in the various hospitals across the county, Hogue, Kaiser Hospitals, UCI MC, UCI Medical Center. Mm -hmm. And we've, we've never exceeded the high 70s in terms of those beds being used for- The high 70 percentage. No, high 70, not 70 beds. That, that's of those. Okay. Yeah. So we've number. never we've never even hit fifty percent of the beds uh, of the ICU beds uh, wow. in the in the pandemic to date. So we truly have not been Italy. We've been keeping our head above water, and it's because of the statewide and countywide social distancing order. I mean, it's absolutely. Um, that's you know, that's such the interesting thing. I hope I wanted to talk with you about is that there is an interesting dynamic going on with a button down governor style detail of transparency all these things that are i think a, a new thing for voters around the state to be consuming that kind of leadership and that is you're saying i think you're saying in another way that that orange county is a beneficiary of that kind of leadership right now well i mean we're a beneficiary of of also all the sacrifices that Orange County people have made. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's it's not the it's not the people in Sacramento who've been staying, you know, in their Orange County homes or or missing out on their Orange County beaches or missing out on all the wonderful diverse takeout food that, or in some cases, you know, only eating takeout food instead of eating in the restaurant. You know, I mean, I mean, the, there's been some good leadership in the state of California. I, I mean, that, there's no doubt, but I, I'd also like to to tip my hat to you know everyone who's who's stayed at home. Uh, uh, so that uh, gets at the the culture of Orange County too. There is it's a it's a very cosmopolitan county. They they got directions about what 
the public health crisis is coming our way, and uh, I guess a certain literacy then uh, that that backs up that informs this this subculture that's Orange County. I mean, I'm I'm just saying all of those things make it yeah. very interesting with the outcome that no, surprised you. I mean, I'm I'm I mean, I'm surprised, but I'm I'm absolutely pleased. I mean, I don't mean to. Uh, oh, that's clear. It, it, you know, make yeah. Uh, I mean, we've we have bent the curve. Now, the, are you ready for the, the for other shoe to drop? I guess, or I mean, there's there's a couple of things I think that we have to keep in mind. Uh, the curve, this curve, this metaphorical curve that we've been bending, it's not made out of rebar. Like you don't bend it and then it just sort of stays bent. It will take constant vigilance to keep bending the curve, and the curve is actually made out of like some spring, some spring steel that kind of wants to snap back into place. Not a pipe so, cleaner, but spring steel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, pipe cleaner is probably a better metaphor than, <laughs> than, than rebar, but- A uh, long pipe cleaner. Yeah, okay. exactly. So, you know, we're, and, and we're, we're slowly starting to reopen. So we're, we're in the land of trade-offs now. So people are gonna have to, uh, you know, we're, we're uh, you know, if, if, if our only objective was to reduce the number of COVID cases, we would just stay locked down. Stay locked down for 24 months. Stay locked down for 15 months. Every, you know, more, every morning, Claudia, the National Guard will come by and throw an MRE, uh, a meal ready to eat package on your doorstep. Always. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then you won't leave, you won't ever leave the house. You know, that you'll just, you know, that's just not going to happen. I mean, we are not going to do that. So we're going to reopen. We're going to do it slowly and smartly, I hope. But we're going to reopen, and that's going to involve trade-offs. There will be more cases as we reopen, I guarantee it. And that's just, the deal was that we, we bend the curve and we keep the emergency departments functioning with a standard of care so that we don't have to triage like they were doing in Northern Italy. And, you know, the, the public And in kept, our country, and in New York, New Jersey. Uh, New York never got quite to, to Lombardy proportions. Okay. But it, it was uh, pretty... There, it, there it were was, some fast was, decisions was, getting made. It, it was suboptimal for sure, but it, okay. it never got okay. quite as bad as, as Madrid and, and Milan. And, uh, but yes, I mean, the point is we've, we've been so far away from that extreme here in Southern California. Well, LA County has been worse than, than Orange County. So I should be careful before I generalize about Southern California, but, uh, but Orange County has really done well. And the standard of care in an in Orange County emergency department uh, you know, as of this taping, 8th of May, 2020, is a good standard of care. So that's great, but- But this you know, is only a blink right here. Well, yeah. we, it's, we have to, it's, it's not a, it's not a marath marathon, it's a 26.2 mile sprint. So we, we have to, you know, we have to keep doing things to keep ensuring our safety. Now, the other thing that's fascinating about Orange County is- you know, in the early days, the beach cities were, uh, as we call them, and for, for those of you listening, you know, on, on the World Wide Web, that this, the cities that are along the Pacific littoral, those were the highest case loads. And, right. and I believe that part of it was real, but that a lot of it was an artifact of, of testing availability. Okay. Um, and now, in the last seven days or so, Unambiguously, the highest growth cities are inland Orange County, so cities not along the shoreline. And inland and orange. Inland County. Orange County, yeah. So right. not along the Pacific. Not the inland empire. Littoral, but okay. no, 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 not no. That's, I'm just I'm just talking about Orange County here. Just talking about Orange County, inland Orange County. So 
the, the highest growth cities, and this is in today's tweet, basically, this is my second tweet of the day around about Orange County. This is the one where instead of- There's a of, lot of tweets to keep track yeah, of yours well, today, day to day, so- it's, At Andrew Neumer. <laughs> no, no, I do that, but I, yeah. I, there's a lot, and there's a lot of the threads that get threaded into threads into threads, so. So the highest so. growth cities are Anaheim, Brea, Fountain Valley, Fullerton, oh, Garden yes. Grove, Los Alamitos, that. and Orange. And uh, due to a technical issue with the data, Santa Ana's not on that list, but Santa Ana is, has worrisome growth. So these mm. are inland cities. They're more blue collar by and large than uh, the beach cities, as we call them here in Orange County. And, and these are, were disadvantaged early on in testing, I believe. But now, you know, Orange County has done 40,000 tests. So that's quite a, quite a number. Um, it is, okay. And so, you know, we're picking up more and we're getting a, a, a clearer picture. We're getting a picture of Orange County that's less influenced by testing dynamics and more influenced by the truth. And I, you know, I still think there are testing biases, but they're less serious than before. But the picture that's emerging is the more blue collar parts of Orange County are the, have the most growth. Is there and a density factor as well? Possibly, but also I think an, ex an occupational exposure factor. Right. Is that if, you're, if your job is a, a grocery store checkout clerk, you know, you've been working this whole time. And if your job is other job, you can stay at home and do everything via Zoom. So, you know, it's influenced by that as well. Uh, I mean, Anaheim and Santa Ana are among the two densest cities in the county. They're not the exact two densest, but they're among the two densest. And they are the two largest in terms of population. So Anaheim and Santa Ana are worrisome because they're quite dense and they're the two most populous cities. So when you're talking about when a percentage growth is high in Anaheim, you're talking about a large number of people in absolute mm, right. numbers. So yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the story in Orange County is that we're doing great, but we need to keep, be vigilant. And it's no longer sort of, uh, a phenomenon of the of the beach cities, but a, a phenomenon of, of the whole county. Yeah, so it's you know it's and, an ev it's an evolving pandemic. But and hold it be while you're talking to that point though. Then there is another dimension entering into this. Another factor is I will call it the rebellion front. There's the front dealing with the virus, and then there's the pushing back of government intervening in household situation. So uh, that valve that you were talking about, that some of your earlier tweets last week, I think, that the valve is sort of gently being released, releasing the pressure to allow for some beach use, but you, you said yourself in preparation that you are, and in your publications, you wouldn't go to the beach yourself, but you understand that the beaches need to be something that are, are a, a bone tossed <laughs> to the public so to deal with some of that rebellion which is I'm, i think we're all going to see we're going to see a, an increase in cases of covid after the first massing up in huntington beach maybe not so much a, the one in newport but and then the following week which was even a denser sort of protest so well the, so all those things I mean, going on well, I mean, so I tweeted about this and, and your, your listener, your KUCI listeners can, can find me at Andrew Neumer on Twitter. And I tweeted about the beach reopening and I said much to the surprise, this was actually a few weeks ago at this point, but I said much to the surprise of the three weeks ago, me, I'm not against reopening the beaches. Right. So 
three weeks before I, I tweeted that, which at this point is probably five weeks ago relative to right now, uh, I would have said, uh, don't go to, you know, don't open the beaches. It's, it's dangerous to have people mingling. And, but now my position is to reopen the beaches. And, and uh, I admonished Sacramento for, for ignoring that, but uh, it was a hard closure. Yeah. But now uh, they have agreed that beaches can be reopened. So I think we're all on the same page here. Look, I I'm, I'm saying the beaches should be open. I'm saying that people who want to go to the beach and probably will go to the beach, you know, regardless, shouldn't be prohibited from going to the beach. I'm not, what I'm not saying is that you'll find me at the beach personally. And I'm not saying KCI listener, go to the beach. I'm saying, I'm saying the beach shouldn't be closed. It's not the same as giving advice to go to the beach. I think that outdoor recreation is not the biggest. It's not factor. the transmitter. Yeah, exactly. It's only and so, so, you know, it's, it's complicated, but we, we have to thread the needle and we have to start somewhere. And I think outdoor recreation is, is as good a place as any to start and probably better than most activities to start. Uh, I would, I'd rather see people at the beach um, than packed in an uh, in, in, in indoor shopping mall, let's say. So, you know, yeah, so we can, we can I mean, it's just, it's just, if we keep everyone cooped up indoors for a long time, uh, then I think the lockdown will end as abruptly as it was started. And I don't think that's the right strategy. I think we need to be smart. I think we need to do things slowly. I think we need to do things step by step. I think the steps need to be spaced 10 days apart. Why? Well, at least 10 days apart. Why? Because five to 10 days is a serial interval of the, okay. of the, of the virus. Every time we, 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 so, you know, you can't just open barbershops on, Monday and shopping malls on Tuesday and restaurants on Wednesday and expect to get a result that is a good result because you're lighting a fuse every time you, you do something. And it's a long fuse that takes five to 10 days to burn. Think, think of, uh, you know, the Wile E. Coyote in the, in the cartoon series where they're always lighting fuses that take a while to burn. And every time we, we open up a little bit, we're lighting a fuse and we're hoping that that fuse will will be a dud, not an explosion. Oh my gosh! And so by, and 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 many of these probably will be duds, not explosions, and that's what we want. But instead of lighting, you know, seven different fuses and getting seven explosions back to back to back to back, we need to light them one at a time, and then verify. Okay, that was a dud. We could, that was safe, and then we can light another fuse and wait five to ten days and see what happens. So the opening needs to be smart, it needs to be backstopped by testing, it needs to be stepwise, the steps need to be spaced 10 days apart, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I think the, it's perfectly fine to say the first step is gonna be outdoor recreation. But just don't, just don't open up uh, businesses the next day, just you know, wait 10 days and then start, start opening up businesses slowly. I am not an advocate of, of, of absolute steel lockdown. What's gonna happen is, if we do that is, uh, there's going to be speakeasy everything instead of in, like during the prohibition, they prohibited alcohol and you got speakeasy bars. Well, we're going to have speakeasy nail salons. We're going to have speakeasy barbershops. We're going to have speakeasy volleyball games. We're going to have speakeasy everything because people are going to do it anyway. And that's going to 
uh, you're just going to have a big black market for everything, and nobody wants that. We we all know. We know they're already happening, Andrew. Well, the, well, the, fair the enough. The Chicago but... mayor was caught on, uh, on a. I don't know. They must have had a visual there in the interview, and they noticed that her hair was cut, and she she ended the interview when they were pressing her on it. Well, fair enough. But I mean, my point is here. Look, the California budget is state budget is in big trouble, and yeah, they you, all you know, are. These these speakeasy barbershops don't pay taxes, so. That's one problem. And the other problem is when you have speakeasy this and speakeasy that, just like during the prohibition, organized crime thrives and, and nobody wants that either. So, and the alcohol need, level is toxic. Exactly. So we speakeasy. need, to, yes. Well, so we, what we need to do is reopen, you know, on our terms, not on uh, other people's terms. So we need to do it smartly. We need to do it slowly, but we do need to do it. The, uh, this notion that we're going to be on lockdown until the vaccine comes is is not, you know, it's ignoring the human, I mean, epidemic, I mean, it comes from the ancient Greek, uh, epi, upon, and demic, or which comes from demos, people, upon, something that happens upon people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the epi is, is the virus, but the demos is the people. And we need to not forget that we're trying to, we need to not forget the human aspects and, and that we're trying to in, improve human welfare. And, you know, just locking everything down isn't, isn't going to do that. So we need to do it smart, but we need to do it. We cannot just lock down for 24 months until the vaccine comes. It won't work. And, and the longer we keep people holed up indoors, the more the dam's going to burst. And, you know, we all remember on March 12th, the statewide order, which came down, you know, really hard and really fast. And we don't want to reopen in the same manner. We, we want to reopen you know, slow and steady and on our own terms. Well, we, not only that, but we noticed there were several rollouts from the Orange County Authority. What did they mean by stay in place? So it was, it was awkward. It was, it was abrupt. It was uh, vague. It was, un, it was unclear. It was, was it an over pronouncement? So it, that, that was so very problematic. Well, the, so there were Orange County orders and eventually they became superseded by uh, the state States. order, essentially. Mm -hmm. and, um, and they were anticipating the state. So that's part I, of their measure. Yeah, I mean, there, I mean uh, you know, I'm, uh, probably everything that needs to be said about, about that has already been, been said. There's, uh, been, I know because I know there's been a lot of discussion okay. um, in Orange County about, about that. But uh, I mean, right now we're under, I mean, since March 15th, we've been under a statewide order or, or, or whatever the exact date was, but, um, and that's the March 19th, statewide, March 19th. Okay. Thank you. And yeah, I mean, I mean, that's where we're at right now. I mean, it's going to be it's close to two I, months. It's, it's going to be an interesting summer. It's going to be, we need to be nimble. We need to uh, preserve the opportunity to re lock down if things go, you know, really uh, sideways. Now I've already, if I've already said, you know, I, that I'm not an advocate for like a steel lockdown for 24 months. I, and I, I do want us to reopen, but I want us to reopen in a way that preserves our, our the nimbleness and lets us, um, you know, potentially lock down again if things go really um, sideways, I'm afraid to say.